Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Like Having Fun, a monthly recap podcast of the show Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker. Uh, today, we are joined. Finally, we're getting together. We all blame uh, Mike Tucci and Ramona Tucci Allen for all of the delays here. We've been trying to get together. It's been hard. But we got the Holy Trinity here. Holy The unholy quadrinity we got here with Joe, Tucci, and the baby. What's up, Tucci? Let's start with you. It's been a while. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while. Um, I almost didn't make it today. I know. You're trying to bag us. Left and right. Left Uh, and right. I have a baby Mm -hmm. wrapped to my chest. Swaddling. Um, Swaddled. She is not napping. Uh, She should be. chilling. But she's, yeah, she's having a good time. Um, but yeah, we made it. We did it. Um, I'd like to think that we can do this more often. It's proven mm-hmm. to be difficult for me three months into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still love office hours. And I like talking to you guys. Sure. There's no pressure here. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing all white. Doing all white. Yeah. He's all white over there. Uh, so excited to talk we're skipping letters um so i think that's an interesting way to start here because because it's hard for us to get together there's no there's nothing there's no reason the only reason to do this is to really just chat with each other which is nice to do but to prioritize that in our busy lives is hard especially to get us all three at the same time is very hard and uh, I don't know if you read Tim's Sunday letter that came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Big stuff. It was kind of, you know, it made me feel a little less bad about being able to pump these out because office hours east, going on a hiatus or if not just being shut down altogether. I did not listen to this whatever episode of office hours east, but... You know, they don't have the time, they don't have the budget, they don't have the energy. It's just, you know, something they're trying there. They said the YouTube numbers are, you know, not amazing and they're just kind of steady and the Patreon's kind of steady and, you know, we're kind of in a little bit of a growth, uh, you know, stall, you know. It's kind of just floating out there, office Stag- hours. Stagnation. Stagnant. Um, a little mildew, you know, growing. A little mold on the walls. Some... I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, you know, well, I think if well, they were like hammering out, you know, incredible stuff that felt absolutely like, holy shit, did you see Office Hours this week? Maybe we, as a recap podcast, would be like, got to do it. You understand, even though Tucci can't make a Joe, we got to talk about it. And it really hasn't. It's been good. It's been good. I'll say it's been fine. It's been, you know, just sort of the the old office hours that we know. It's nothing. It hasn't grown. It hasn't gone to that next level, I guess. If it's Tim now calling it a TV show, it just, you know, kind of hasn't leveled out for the past couple of weeks or months. And that is fine with us. So we have a lot to talk about. We have three episodes in a game night. Tucci raising his hand. What do you got there, pal? I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about this. I'd like to 
continue yeah, this thing, you know, yeah. a little bit. We, we've said it many times on here, um, offline as well, but, um, you know, it seems like the Heidecker universe, the content in, in this universe, uh, has like a cap, you know, it kind of has it with a lot of his work. Um, it hasn't really reached the audience or the numbers that, you know, people like us would probably want it to, or think it, it, it could, um, and, uh, and, and office hours is no different. Um, and so I'm not surprised, you know, the office hours East numbers, um, I don't think they were ever too good. Um, we know how Joe feels about it, certainly. Um, but I think, I, I think, was right. <laughs> and I, but I think like, you know, um, at one point I said, I wanted office hours three days a week give me or give me stern give it i want a regular office hours and i was wrong i i think that kind of class that's classified as like people don't really know what they want and matt said it many times matt's like you, you know you don't want this show five days a week three days a week. you'll get tired of it you know you need to leave people wanting and i think maybe that is part of the you know the, the pulling the plug on office hours i think there's maybe just a bit too much yeah it didn't really hit or resonate with people but i think there was so much happening um, that this is, this is just something that falls short. Um, and the, you know, I know they used, uh, John Glazer's project as not an excuse, but as a part of a reason that kind of influenced the decision. Um, and, yeah. and like, but Glazer on his own, I like him, of course, Joe Firestone's amazing. I, I kind of introduced, I was introduced to her because of Office Hours East, a lot of her work, um, like in the Joe Perez stuff because of you guys. Um, but yeah, like uh, Office Hours East, though, that, that package never really hit for me aside from the first few episodes. So it's kind of a bummer to see it go. Um, not because I watch every episode, but I don't like to see these guys stumble. Um, and it felt like the Tim's, you know, weekend blog entry had a bit, you know, had that type of, um, you know, added that, that, uh, attitude i guess yeah, he said i'm not gonna bullshit you you know I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna tell you it's straight that you know you know it's just it is what it is i think joe said in the past and it's maybe seeming like it makes sense now that this show might be better with you know more of a seasonal you know like to go away for a while give us all time to miss you maybe schedule in like some I said, I think I said that like the last, maybe one of the last couple of times, maybe Joe said it as well, but Joe yeah, said I, it in the past as well, but okay. Yeah. See, yeah. Season, seasonal episodes, I think even, would, would even, uh, yeah, even, um, if it is a TV show, even like whatever the tonight show, all those shows, they take summer hiatuses and then come back yeah. with new guests, yep. you know, kind of freshen up. Oh, this weekend, you know, and they, you know, they have, they definitely take lots of breaks and Saturday Night Live, whatever whatever show you're talking about here, um, takes breaks, and I know they're in a hard it's it's a hard one for them because they are they do have the Patreon which is paying for everything, and they kind of promised something. I don't know. I think if they pulled back on the amount of content, I don't know. They might be yeah. feel obligated to maybe make a lower tier. I don't yeah. know. I don't think they'd lose many people. I think if they phrased it in a way of like, look. We want to focus our content, yeah. make sure we have big, exciting shows and, you know, take a little bit longer of breaks and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Yeah, I Tim Tim asked if we had ideas. I guess this is kind of our idea, you know, right? I guess it's kind of like maybe would maybe be some advice or unsolicited advice. We're probably know. in the vast minority here. You um, think so? I do because I th- I think the re- one of the reasons we're saying this is because we feel obligated to kind of cover it. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, but it's not. If we didn't, here's the thing: if we but weren't, I still consume everything. I consume everything, but. Office Hours East, I should say. I, I watch all the game night. I you loved did. it. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I mean, go, incredible. I can, um, yeah, I guess I do feel a little bit of an obligation because of this, but... No. Hello? Hello? Yeah, my, my internet connection is suddenly unstable. Do you guys got me? Hello? Hello? You're frozen. Turn Hello? Off. Turn my video off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello. That video. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, the internet connection went unstable for a minute there, so that's fine. Um, before we get into it, I mean, I'll give you- We were on a roll. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go. Okay. Um. Joe, thoughts on this whole situation? Uh, you guys said it all. I mean, uh, I've said that they could look into doing less and uh, it would probably be better in some ways to, like, take a break now and again and, and you know, have them have them be missed a little bit. But, you know, they do have times where they miss a week and it's fine. It's uh, Hearing Office Hours East is going away, like, I did not read the thing, but... Um, yeah, I, I wasn't listening. I'm one of the people that checked out too. So um, maybe it's for the best. You can maybe put some of that effort elsewhere, you know? Yeah, so, he'd also he also mentioned in the letter that they haven't been doing as much of the other types of the stuff, not just uh, not just Office Hours East, but the other kind of videos they were making and stuff. And I think yeah. that uh, I Joel Hole... You, you could cut those resources right away. I mean, it sucks. Joel, I like Joel. Um, I liked, uh, you know, the compound, but those were not, you know, promised right from the beginning. It's um, just Patreon. I mean, they want to give you Patreon exclusive content. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the whole point. I think at this point though, what, like you said, the fact that the high Decker verse has a ceiling and it's, he's got his fans and his fans jumped on. Most of them jumped on almost 20 years ago sure you hear about the random person here or there it's just like oh yeah i just started listening recently and i like it and it's cool and i'm gonna jump on board and i think it's neat but there's not that many i don't i don't see maybe i'm wrong but i don't see like a world where suddenly tim's got thousands and thousands of new people the stuff that he's making and even the whole world he's created is all based on his history and he doesn't seem to care, you know, he doesn't seem to like try to do things differently in order to get new people. You know what I mean? All of his shows on cinema, for instance, like he, I thought it was interesting. He said, Oh, the trial is the best thing I've ever done. That thing is almost impossible to follow. If you haven't like been completely following on cinema and knowing Tim and all this stuff for 10 years or something, that's the only way that thing even works. I think he can, I think he, of course he knows that. And I think he can write something like he did, 
yesterday. Was it yesterday or Saturday? I don't know. He could write something like he did. Yeah. Yeah. He could write something like that and still, you know, feel exactly how you're, you're talking. Like he, he, you know, someone like him and I get it, I'd probably be the same way. You want to create what you want to create, you know? Um, and that's kind of the end of it. Like, you, you know, you don't really, he doesn't feel like he needs to make something for a different audience. He's, he has fun working with his friends, um, and making really good stuff. And then, but that inherently I think has its limits. It has, it, it, it doesn't, can't reach the majority of people because it's hard to like the trial. It's hard to really digest. You have to commit to it. Office hours is something you can kind of hop in. Um, but I think there's been decent growth with office hours, but even, even office hours has, you know, a ton of lore, I guess you could say that's like the, probably it does. That's it. It does. Like is, everything is he thing. does, it builds and builds upon itself. But my point is that all these other things were made for Patreon exclusive stuff. So the fact that they're like, and that was when the Patreon kind of launched, it was like, Oh, we need to do stuff. We need to do stuff. I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you know, it appears that they're just running out of steam. They're not getting the things they made weren't helping the growth of the Patreon numbers. It's still just office hours. Nobody's like, Oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to tune in. And then, Oh, I hear that they have a weird little show called the Joel hole. I think I'm going to pay five bucks to, you know, watch that. Like I can just watch the show live if I'm available on Thursday. And if I can't, I'll just watch an hour of it. And the heads are going to obviously pay for the Patreon and they'll be there kind of forever. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, you kind of hit a ceiling with the Heidecker verse. And it's just a, a thing that he's been dealing with his whole career. Tim and Eric fans, Tim and Eric awesome show, beef house, everything you can think of. I, I, you know that they're like the ratings or whatever must just have this appeal to this certain group of people that found him. Um, and, you know, maybe that changes if he gets a big movie role or something. If he's, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he never gets that. Maybe he just has this kind of similar, you know, underground culty career that I'm sure he's totally fine with. It seems like his life is great. So, yeah. yep. so at that point, I think the point is, do you need, is it okay to pull back and do a little less? And would everybody be okay with that? I think the answer is probably yes. Yes. Also, if they're all available and can do it, might as well do it. If you can get some fun guests in there, which they've had. So, yes. Uh, I think the answer to that is, is yes, um, because it's exactly what we've been saying, that the, t- the type of person that is a patron um, is a Tim head. Not everyone, but most of them are like us. And we'd, I don't, we'd be fine. I'm going to stay subscribed. If they cut back, and I'll, I'll stay, you know, I, I'm a $5 patron, I'm a $10 patron. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just, uh, that doesn't, that wouldn't bother me. If, they're gonna, if, they, if there's going to be, you know, what? eight, 10 less shows a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine with me. Um, if they are cutting, you know, some of the exclusive content, the, the compound Joel, that's okay. It's okay with me. And I think it would be okay with most of most people. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming they're having the same conversation and um, I don't know, like Joe, would, would you, if if they cut back ten, they said they removed ten main shows and 
cut back, removed compound Joel hole. Would you be okay keeping your five dollar pledge? Yeah, and I can't even imagine at what point like people are dropping out and not being subscribing still, like based upon everything we've gotten with the show so far, like. Are people really quantifying like, oh, well, they've stopped doing the Joel hole, so I'm out now. Like, it's such a strange place to be. I feel like you're either a supporter or you're not. And, uh, you know, I guess if people are up against it and they can't afford to stay on and they have to find reasons to get out, it, it, maybe they're worried about that. But um, yeah, it seems like every week Tim is reiterating, like, how dare somebody just not even be on Patreon at this point? Like, you're just a... A worthless scum. human. Yeah. I mean, Earth. looking at, um, I was looking at this, their data on Graftreon, right? This is like the, this is the, well, this is the best website to go to for Patreon stats. They did, they, they've had a little dip since May. Um, I think it, I, I, if I were to guess that it probably mirrors a lot of the stock market and the economy, there's like other, sure. you know, so like it's, it's, it's dipped. You know, it's dipped from, let's say, they were making 28 grand at the end of May. Now they're making 26, 27. Uh, not, not that, not a, you know, it's not massive, but it is, it is something. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that, if they're, if they're watching these that closely, um, but I wouldn't be concerned with, with this. Um, personally, I, think, I would. I think that, um, I think there's probably a lot more people than we think of, like you said, with the stock market that are like that are watching their five dollar a month expenditures and are wondering if things are worth it and are a little bit more casual fans. And, you know, but I do still think, like you said, there's that like five thousand, you know, there's that like whatever, maybe five thousand people in the world that are just yeah. like we are here for it and we'll be here for it forever. And yeah. they're the ones that go to the Tim shows, you know that's the thing that's interesting if he, if he can if he can play to like 300 400 people in almost every city in the u.s not every city but you know a, a bunch of cities in the u.s does it all just kind of add up to that same kind of number are these all the same people you know who are the outsiders coming in and is doing more stuff on the patreon really going to bring more people in like probably not so Unless the Patreon was like, hey, we have a special this week. We're going to have Bob Odenkirk and David Cross on a Patreon only two hour live show. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how you do the sneaky stuff. That's what like the rest of the kind of world does. We're like, oh, you sign up and then you forget and you get this big boost kind of a you know weird sneaky way to do it. But that's not their style. It's not their style. But their I style is that... to like give away that show for free when it's airing yeah. live. So. That's clever, though. That's a real that's a a lot of podcasts do that a lot of podcasts just in my like just in my like ios feed um that i'm not subscribed to on patreon they'll when they have a heavy hit when they know that they have a heavy hitter coming out they'll like for example just upload like the first 10 minutes and it mm -hmm. just cuts it just like kind of cuts off and yeah. it's like and if it if it auto plays on my podcast app or i just kind of see a big name i'll click on it but it will you know it does kind of like it piques my interest. I think I'm like, I oh, mean, I would love to listen to the rest of this. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's not their style, but that's another idea. Like, it's they could do sneaky things like that if they're really concerned about this dip. I don't think they. Have. 
Yeah. I think all of them are okay with money. I think all of them have stuff going on and it's not the end all be all for anybody. It's just a but, fun yeah. thing to do for the most part. And the Patreon keeps them going with it. And, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's how many, there's eight people, you know, that, that are required to be there mm-hmm. once a week. That's, you know, it's a decent amount of people. Um, well, maybe, forever maybe, dog maybe radio, idea, forever dog radio could change everything for them. Join it up with the best show. Uh, and Tom Sharpling, you know, the answer is always Tom Sharpling when it comes to this show. So speaking of that, let's quickly, because we have a lot of actual show. I took a bunch of notes. The last episode we have to talk about, the first one from way back, Skinner. Oh. Noveller. Oh, my. uh, Jay Weingarten. I remember that show. I thought it was Noveller also. (laughs) What's that? I really thought it was Noveller. I was so... Not like, Noveller? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter. She said she made up the word. So you can call it a Noveller, Noveller, mm-hmm. Noveller, No Smeller. Um, uh, so I took a bunch of notes on this one back when I thought we would like be going through the episode. Yeah, come on. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to go through them all. Um, oh. Listen, we have three episodes. What did I say? Okay, Elvis movie. Worth talking about? No, don't care. <laughs> There was a bunch of Andor jokes that weren't very funny. Andor what? You know, okay. The monologue monologue joke was Burger King now with 25% less vomiting. Okay. Uh, the Whopper's coming back. I thought all that stuff was kind of funny. You know, you remember this episode way back? <laughs> Jay was in Doug's chair. Um, yeah, I like Jay's sweatshirt. I like Jay's whole thing. I like Jay in general. Yeah. He's, he's very yeah. funny. If you ever have to fill in for Doug or anybody needs a break, Put Jay in there. He's great. Um, yeah. Doug called from the road at this point. He was still on tour and he was at a library. And uh, as we've said before, hearing from Doug and about his tour, very fun. We like it. Glad it was a success. Very happy for Doug and his uh, tenacious D experiences. Skinner. A lot of chirping uh, from Skinner. A lot of uh, chipping in from Skinner, I thought. A lot of giggling. I loved it. I loved, loved it. His I was laughing. okay I with it. You know, a gr- I thought he was a great personality to have. He clearly loves all these guys, loves Office Hours. I yeah. thought that was amazing. A little too much for me, maybe a little Uh-oh. too much laughing. Tim loved it. I'm glad we got Skinner here to just laugh at every one of my jokes. Um, I thought it was, come on. That's, yeah. You're being sour. I'm not. Um, it just it was a little too much. I mean, I liked it. Sherwin-Williams like Pants, City of the Day. Sherwin Williams pants rather than paints. Uh, <laughs> pretty simple, easy, dumb, not mad, not an offy participant, in my opinion. Any thoughts on the beginning of this episode? Tucci, don't even try it. Joe, what do you care about this episode? Remember anything? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was excited about going into it. I it, It's such a distant memory now. Like, I, I, yeah. I guess... Uh, What's what stood out most to me was Noveler and uh, Skinner giggling throughout. You know, chiming in. It was interesting, but I, I can't really remember it anymore. It's too long ago. Sorry. Too long. I wrote for an offie Tim rant about copyright stuff. Best rant. I wrote best rant. A loving rant. Warner Brothers rant. Property Brothers. Shows about lizards. Does that mean anything to anybody? Do anybody remember that? We go to we gotta go back and listen to this rant. I do think it was a good one. He freaked out about somebody that called in about something. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pull that up. Activity uh, of the day, which should be called VIX tips. I think they're not activities. These are just like VIX kind of wellness tips. If you've kind of noticed these activities yeah. of the day, um, activity today, it was smiling for 30 seconds while looking at yourself in the mirror, uh, which they did live on the show, which was strange, but kind of fun. Did Jenny, you guys do it? I didn't do it. I was, I didn't have a mirror. I just, I didn't do it. I've I did. done. I did I it without a mirror. I did. I was doing it. I'm but... not mad at it. Um, Dr. What? Evil called in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of like Dr. Evil. It was the worst. And Tim mm -hmm. said, I have to uh, I have to go apologize to that YouTube commenter because earlier in the day he had said, um, somebody on the YouTube comments said, I hate, the U I hate the callers and the Zoomers. They've ruined the show. And Tim was like, that's what the show's all about. That yeah. is the show. He said, that is the show. That is the show. And then Dr. Yeah. Evil called in and he said, maybe I should go apologize to that YouTube comment. Like, I, I mean, as soon as Tim said that the, the before uh, this episode, you know, I was like, man, because I, I, I've said that many times where I was like, I could do well, I could do with less of, uh, of people calling in. Um, but then, like, you know, the opposite. But then you watch the game night and you love all the call-ins, don't Holy you? Holy shit. No, well, that's, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about the call. Uh, it's, 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 I guess at the end of this episode, we can talk about game night, the call. Um, cool, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, I was, when I see someone like Dr. Evil, I mean, that's so bad. I, I love it. You know, I love that. <sighs> yeah, it was borderline so cringy and bad that it was good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Gus came back with his spirits lifted. Um, Vic had an idea a couple of years ago about a segment called Dream Chat. Is Dream Talk lame? Um, Noveller. Wow. I love Noveller now. I'm, you know, she's the best. Wearing an I Killed Laura Palmer shirt. Joe, you must have just been wet in your undies over there with Noveller, huh? I I already did like uh, her stuff, I, and uh, if you, I was aware prior to that that she had some releases on Bandcamp that were like some EPs that she was uh, doing, uh, read like uh, redos of Twin Peaks stuff, and okay, cool. So I was a little bit stoked for that performance. I thought it was going to be fun, and it was. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely happy, Lynch happy vibes. On. Yeah, Lynch vibes in the music. She had the bow and for sure fit with the Skinner vibe. I wrote this was a well curated show with the two of them and um yeah, Novler nice. She told and then then her uh this was a case of just like female energy and me being into it, I thought. Uh I don't know, it just seems, you know, like a lot of, you know, just when you get like a normal sort of not normal but like uh what am i trying to say here she's like she had just interesting stuff to say she's on tour with iggy pop and i think everybody was kind of like impressed with her asking her a lot of questions like a little bit more of a straightforward kind of interview for the second half of the show rather than just like dicking around so i thought the show this show in particular was well paced good energy and everything she had to say was pretty interesting Good guest, great energy, definitely. Good, yeah, good grest, good grest, gate energy. Um, let's see, 
Tim's story about traveling alone and, you know, it led that hit him about tra traveling in Hawaii, <laughs> which is like the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, some massive pit stains I wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Tim's shirt though, this episode. And they, yeah, they announced they announced they were going to be joining Forever Dog back on Spotify. Um, if Jay were king for a day, he'd get rid of the word moist. I think it's a joke he's done on Twitter before, which I don't think everybody understands Jay's bad comedy you know, humor. He plays it so straight, you know, um, that it's even a little much for office hours, if you can believe that. Like, you know, I think at this point, Doug and Vic are pretty genuine with their their kind of style. So Jay just being completely in character as this kind of I don't even know what you call it. It's just I this don't know like, either. This is so strange. Like he's like the he's uh, like this polite kind of comedian or just like G rated I'm gonna tell the most obvious it's close to it's different. It's very different from Tim's, but kind of in the same world, right? Yeah, it's like someone who is maybe like discovering everything for the first time. Like, yeah. I think, right? Kind of have, has like a na nascent, whatever, nascent uh, vibe. He, did you follow him on Twitter? No, no. Okay, well, he tweets in the same character. <laughs> okay. Where like he just okay, like tweets like, the most like safe. I don't even, what, what's, what is he like out, out of character? I don't know, but I, I think that, you know, I, I imagine he's just, I, I don't is, know. Is it, I assume this is him. No, this is Joe? all a gag. Joe, is this him? Is this a gag? Yeah, I don't know. He's a mystery. Did you? Me. Did you guys do? He's a mystery. Yeah, I agree. Did you watch the? You guys watched Doug editing the the thrift store videos, right? Some of it. Uh, I, I Some didn't of watch it. it. I watched yeah. all of it. I loved it. I would want Doug to do more of that. Um, I he I mean, I'm, I'm. It's possible Jay was in character that whole time, of course. But that's this is what this is what that's what he was, the whole time. Um, yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it. Uh, boy, we gotta that. get to the bottom of this. Listen, he's doing a guy that's like kind of a bad comedian guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's that's his thing. Yeah, okay? like like yeah. when he does the jokes about um fast food restaurant. Like he did some McDonald's stuff. Like it's always just like I don't know. I love it, but it's it is a bit to some extent. It's it's the airplane, uh, bringing up what it's like being on the airplane. You know, the the co bad comedy bits. He's he's good for yeah. some of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's enough of that show. Okay. Beller, I think, was the highlight of that show. I made me throw her on the list for best uh, supporting musical guest or whatever we're calling that. Um, are you puffing a vape or something? What are you doing over there? No, taking pics. Is there a baby down your shirt? Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. Nice. Um, uh, I did, you know what? Uh, Noveller, I didn't have a. It didn't stand out to me to to have an, enough of an opinion. But okay, um, well, I thought like the, the, the collaboration of her music, which I thought was very cool, and her as a guest. If we yeah. have like that best supporting kind of a thing, we do. We have a best supporting. Like that's a nice. Guest. That was a nice one. And again, like I just liked having a female in the room with them, it just makes everybody act a little different or something. Maybe it acts, makes Tim act a little 
I don't know. Well, real quick, while we're on Offie nominations, did we did we talk about this on here? Did we share that th- it is getting moved to award season officially? The Offies is, is who's, who's decided that? Matt. Did he uh, announce that sometime? I, I spoke. I, no, I I I contacted him. Oh, Gucci. So I I don't know. They haven't shared it, but doing Oscar season moving. to the Offies. You're saying so in February or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it happened in September last year. So if anyone's wondering where, so yeah, early in the year. So look okay. forward to that. And we're going to be, you know, doing some uh, help with the nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just some kind of behind the scenes nominee help. Nominee help. Um, we have a pretty nominee good list. Help. Um Tenacious D could go on there if they're not as potential best ep slash best guests. I personally wouldn't vote for it. I don't think it was that. There's going to be D heads that probably love it. I thought it was for for having Tenacious D in the studio. It was like good, but not like, holy shit, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Do you think so, we should do like deliberations? Is that an episode that people, well, I mean, just for our sake, I think it would be fun. I mean, later down the line, when we have to make the official nominees, I think we, sure. should, we should walk. Because we're going to need to do it anyway, so we might as well just record it, right? Um, there was an af- there was an episode after Skinner and no- Noveller. Who was on that? Eric even Balza know? and Money Mark. Oh, I did take some notes. This was another pretty solid one, I'll say. Oh, oh, dude, yes. Oh, you loved I, this one. You were like texting. Was, yeah. Wait, did, was I texting? You said some stuff. I did. Yeah, I, I, I was texting. Um, you're, you're blowing it. Letting us all know ahead of time that you oh, I love Money Mark. Um, I was just I was just surprised. I was uh, I I, I like he, he's I had no clue. I did um, take a couple notes on this too. It was okay. Go ahead. Awkward intro about the rehearsing. I thought to, they tried this thing that they've done before. We're like, oh, we pre-wrote the show and we all rehearsed and like, yeah, tried it with this crew, and I thought it was a little just didn't fly that well. It was a little awkward unnecessary because you had two talented boys in there uh shit you bring a fucking voice guy into that crew of drop guys it's like easy picking we're gonna be laughing a lot of the time he does all the fucking looney tunes and all the stuff has an interesting story about how he got that gig and then you have money mark who i think i was also confused i was like i thought that was Mixmaster mike as well i didn't know there was two mm people involved in this whole thing but yeah money mark i knew he was associated with the beastie boys but gun to my head i would have maybe thought that him and mix master mike were the same guy or something so yeah same that was a little confusing joe's more of a money mark man right he said you've had some albums you've maybe followed him yeah i i had some of his releases way back uh in like the early 2000s and they were just like good as like just pieces of music they weren't necessarily all beastie boys related but they were like hip-hop and pretty fun listens but um i knew of him through from beastie boys but i also knew mr master mike was also part of that as well and it is kind of interesting to find out more about it because i feel like it was kind of uh, not that well documented for a while. I think they've recently had Beastie Boys have had a book come out, maybe even mm-hmm. a documentary, and so they're like letting people in on all that old fun stuff. But for a while there, it was mysterious, and I didn't really know the makeup of all of it, and so it was 
fun to hear some of these stories that he had to say about yep. making of uh, check your head and and sabotage and stuff. That's like my era of Beastie Boys for sure. Paul's Boutique, Paul's Boutique one of my yeah. all time favorite albums. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah, he was. A, I think he was the right. These two guys are like great. Like when you need two, like maybe one of them on their own is not enough to hold an episode, but it was a great, again, another good curation similar to the week prior with Jay Skinner and Novler. We didn't even mention Skinner's paintings, which were very cool that he just busted out and they've been trying to sell them and raise money for charity, I believe. Um, so I, did, I, I entered that. I did not enter that. You want yeah. those? You want yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, you can have it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Bowser and Money Mark thought they were great. They played the oblique strategies. They pulled out the Eno cards. I want these cards. Somebody get me these cards, okay? That's a, that's a gift idea for Mike. I love Brian Eno. I think these cards would be fun. They started pulling them and having fun. Make it more sensual, they pulled. Um, and it, this was just like... They had a little couple things going here, you know what I mean? Like, it was just just filled the space. There wasn't a, there wasn't as much of like, all right, what are we gonna do now? It was just like the time was filled during this episode. And I thought it went well. Love that voice guy. I, Loved I, him. Great yeah. guy. Good to get like. Is uh is Money Mark Asian? Um, oh. I, he might be. Uh, Part Asian, I, I don't know. Yeah, I see. He might maybe. be Hispanic. I... Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure either. But I was like, it just, you know, I don't want to say like have a couple of people of a couple like people of color in the room, but that maybe did. I don't know. It just like felt like there was a good, uh, good mixture of energy in there. You know. Um, it looks like uh, uh, his mother is Mexican and his father is Japanese Hawaiian. According to Wikipedia. Okay. So, so yeah, you got some you got some mixtures of culture and just makes it a little more interesting than a bunch of white guys, right? So <clears throat> the mo so Tim did a monologue again and I wrote, Don't worry, darling, no one understands it. So I, I can't remember what the joke was, but I'm pretty sure it was like over my head and didn't make any sense to me. And the other guys in the room also said they didn't understand. Does anybody remember that monologue joke? If they do, do they remember if it, what it meant? I remember not getting it. Remember not getting it. Okay. Um, probably some like very, you know, like newsworthy, like right, you know what I mean, like some news that was happening that morning or something. For all we know, City of the Day brought to you by Tickle Tempters. I liked Tickle Tempters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. The art, the art is the fifth one. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the cutout shirts, Tickle Tempters, back to that style of, you know, strange, not really a wordplay, not really, had nothing to do with any celebrities, or just like, just weird and kind of cool. You know, Tickle Tempters. Alliteration, shirts. right? Alliteration is A little good bit. Enough. A little bit. It's a little... A little mouthful, a little bit. Um, tickle tempters. Um, so I wrote, and Doug, you know, spent four hours slash twenty minutes on the uh, jingle. So um, yeah, did is, is this when Tim says? Yeah, Tim called him out. He said, "Oh, those, these jingles are starting to sound the same here." Doug. Yeah, just the same. Just, just copy and paste. 
in this last week's he changed it up you could tell he took that took offense to that and uh, <laughs> made a different sounding jiggle altogether so I thought that was cute Vix Vix activity of the day again I wrote more like Vix tips um, drink a glass of water as soon as you wake up in the morning let's just call right. it Vix tips rather than activity of the day we don't need another of the day you can make a that song. is one that is one though that I've been doing for years as soon as you wake up you drink a big glass of water yeah why well, I, I drink that I, I i go to this and i drink i don't know 16 ounces wow so does okay. it get up yeah what is that does something for you or you just do it now so you don't you wouldn't even know um don't I you have to take a waz don't you like, have to take a big old waz when you wake up like the last thing i want to do is be <clears> well sip. yeah i you know what i actually this is actually i keep it like in the bathroom so when oh, i go so to you, take so, my so you pee while you drink <laughs> Yeah. You replenish as you pee. That's good. I recommend it. You guys should do it. So cock in one hand, water bottle in the other? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Very I haven't good. done that one, but... Um, uh, okay, Duck came on the show, which was nice with Bowser there to have Duck there. He's offended. Um, that was nice. Bowser's background is a janitor that, you know, it, it, what a great story this guy has. You know, so, so cool. Um, Money Mark busting out the toys, you know, the scratching toy and the, who, who would have thought? He wasn't actually, scratch, you know, scratching records? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Again, I'm getting it mixed up with Mixmaster Mike because Mixmaster Mike wasn't doing anything. Money Mark was there with a fucking little tool going, what? That's crazy. Who would have known that there was a man that invented a little scratch-sounding thing and it wasn't actually records being scratched? Joe, what did you think about that revelation? Uh, I think that it was cool. And it's definitely it, cool. It, it, it does sound like different, you know? It, it does sound like not like a record exactly. It, no, yeah, it does sound like different. A, what's that? It do, you're right. It does sound different. Not, but like I didn't. I never thought like that doesn't sound exactly like a record being scratched. I wonder if that's a different noise. I just assumed it was somebody that was good at it or precise or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You assume it because it, it it's coming from a place of hip hop, you know. So you're thinking that it's authentically that. But you know, the Beastie Boys always were doing things a little bit different, and so it doesn't surprise me that this guy's doing other things. You know, uh, it was cool for sure. Yeah, all the toys were cool. Um, he went through a couple different ones. I thought it was fun when they said, Tim's like, can you just play something we all might recognize? And he's just like, oh, yeah, I wrote this part. And it's like, you know, fucking where it's at. Beck song, you know, just like yeah, some of that, that stuff is that, pretty that impressive. Blew, that blew my mind when I when he started playing that um, with on the piano, right? Mm -hmm. A little sample like from the beginning of the track well you yeah. like some of that stuff you assumed was a sample yeah it turns exactly. out it's just him yeah. playing keyboard yeah right right yeah it wasn't right, yeah, it wasn't a sample that's no, just right. him i yeah, think that's... i think that's what he was trying to show i think that's that, like... i think that's kind of like what was well, not why i was texting in the our whatsapp group i was just like blown away i love this stuff that was it was so cool uh it well, was I, a neat I, it was neat i i did know that <laughs> beastie neat. boys played yeah, their neat. own instruments on a few of the albums as they got farther along i just didn't know who was behind some of the songwriting? Mm -hmm. I just uh, well, they played. They played the instruments. Them. They played the instruments in the early stuff, and then I think maybe during Check Your Head days. I don't know. They, Maybe they, they kept did, playing. They did all throughout, but they had uh, you know a producer 
on the mm-hmm. ill uh, the ill album. Yeah, they had the Dust Brothers. Like. That that Letterman performance that was also incredible. Cool, neat. It was neat. Sorry. It was neat. Um, okay. I think me and Joe both had a bad time seeing the Beastie Boys together that one time. It, it made me stop liking them for quite a long time. Um, at maybe even. You know, I, know, I should have called I, I up. I should have called up and gone. said, "What was with those corny ass explosions at every one of your end of what, every one of your songs?" Was that that's definitely not Money Mark. That's Mixmaster Mike. They did this annoying thing to you. Maybe we've mentioned on this show before, where like they would do a song, and then like, you know, the DJ would be like, I don't know, he'd like they'd kind of like build and then like turn into like a boom, like a boom, like a, all the songs would end with this very corny like explosion sound, and then like the next song would come in. No interesting mixing, no, I don't know, it just seemed very, like, cookie-cutter and kind of trashy. It just wasn't... It was, it was, we were seeing later Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys, I think, though, where it was. 2003, or... maybe? 2002 Trash. Beastie Boys? Trashy. I don't know, trashy. Uh, it's like the heyday for a lot of people. But Tim, you know, it's always funny, because Tim talks shit about a time when he saw the Beastie Boys. He didn't want to mention that on the show. He said, oh, I have a memory, because he, like, took acid or something at Lollapalooza. Yeah. And he said the Beastie Boys kind of ruined his day too. Did you guys see him? Hello, nasty that that tour. I think it was uh, what post, about after that? It was post okay. that because that's, that's Hello Hello Nasty is probably the last album of theirs that I really listened to. Same. Well, Hello Nasty would have been like ninety nine. This was like a yeah, couple yeah, years yeah. later. Okay. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like they were a little. It was a little late series Beastie Boys. I think we just saw Radiohead right before or something. I feel like I already checked out of Beastie Boys by the time we were seeing Beastie Boys at that yeah, time. Yeah, we weren't there. We weren't that excited to see Beastie Boys. I was what like, was oh, the... cool. I, I would have t- yeah, you know, paid course. anything to see them during Check Your Head, you know? But uh-huh. was, it a, was it a festival or a tour? It was a festival. Okay. Yeah. okay. It was kind of a shit show of a festival, but okay. yeah. Um, moving on. <sighs> okay, we have the. that's the end of that episode. I'd say put that episode on a list for like sneaky good, almost, you know, that was a sneaky, really good episode. Yeah. These last two, there might even have to be like a, there might have to be a fucking uh, a category for like sneaky, <laughs> like, you How know, low. Two heavy hitter guests that are just best, you know, yeah, best two, like best double. Best duo guests. Not I don't know. Related. Yeah. Wait, what? what We're talking about on? a new what you, category. What are you on about? We're talking about a new category, maybe based on these last two episodes that we both really liked. That I don't know if like go into the stratosphere of best of the year, but are like oh, really well curated, two good guests. Like it had to do with the two of them, you know, like Novler and Skinner, and okay, uh, Money Mark and uh, Eric Bauza. So and so Bauza, the- Bauza and Money Mark could both go on the supporting guests. I think. Okay. They also did that one thing with the episode with with the uh, the Three Stooges. The whole like uh, yeah yeah. They set, played the <clears> whole <throat> thing out. It's like a fantasy of, of theirs to do something like that. I guess, huh? Well, they yeah they that was like the clip they clipped out was the um, the the Three Stooges thing where Tim was taught. You know, they did a nice little improv kind of theatrical and Larry. bit there. Yeah. Um. Which was good. Okay, this last episode on Thursday, who was on it? We're gonna wrap up soon here, wifey. Yeah, 
You're getting yeah, away yeah. with murder here with that kid in your chest. Oh, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> double double duty here. Yeah, Tucci's got a child under his sweater. It looks like he's got one giant uh-huh. breast. Wait, what? Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, and it's time to wake her up. Actually. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So I'm gonna. You guys could go. Keep keep going. I'm gonna mute You're myself. You're out of here. Get, no, I'm staying. I'm just gonna mute myself okay. and get this baby. Okay. Unwrapped. Tucci's okay. muting. We will figure out who's on this last episode. Joe, do you know who's on this last episode? Yes. Help me. Reggie Watts. Oh, Reggie Watts. Of course. What am I thinking? Reggie Watts coming with a lot of energy. Um, hmm. This one is similar. I have similar feelings about this one as I did about the Tenacious D episode, you know, where like the expectation is a little high because you're like, wow, Reggie Watts, he's going to be bringing so much fire and he like fits in. He's like a human drop guy and he does all this stuff. His, it feels like that energy would fit right in real nice with the show. Yeah. And I think the show was good. I think it was good. Was yeah, it? He's- He's not like uh, he's sort of low key though, and like he doesn't yeah. over, over uh, demand too much attention. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah, he's, I mean, it's like he's a sideman guy on the show. Like he's always like the musical. He could he's be a comedy bang bang musical guy for for a few years there, and he's he good at just doing that. You know, James Corden for seven years, I guess, which I didn't even really think yeah. I even knew, but but yeah, he is that musical guy on the side. Oh, look at the baby. Make <laughs> your hand. Um, yeah, so I think that was my feelings about Reggie Watts. Thought it was funny that he couldn't get his rig together for the musical part. <laughs> um, being this like guy that's got all this shit and it's like he kind of fucked it up a couple times. <laughs> um, oh, I do want to say that the Money Mark drop concert with Bowser, they told Eric. Just do some voices in there. It was a very funny drop concert because he was just doing live drops with his voice. Um, so it was an interesting, strange drop concert. Money Mark was jamming, a little more jam-oriented with more instruments. Then for the Reggie Watts episode, Doug and Vic brought both synthesizers, and it was going to be like a heavy jam that I don't think ever really took off that well because Reggie mm-hmm. Watts's fucking microphone wasn't working well, and he couldn't get his loops working, and... Um, it, it came out sounding really weird and strange that first musical performance. Yeah, that was and, fucked up. His voice was way in the background, and it wasn't—it just wasn't put together correctly. Um, and then they tried to fix it at the end, but he kept saying, "Turn me up, turn me up," and he was already really loud. <laughs> and the, the ending performance. So we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But Reggie Watts, I said my overall thoughts, solid. Um, but. Yeah, I think like Joe said, he is kind of like a side guy. Um and he's super polite and nice and he's quick and he can he's be quick. Yeah. he can be funny, but he's not like somebody who has to have center stage at all time and demand a lot of attention necessarily, but he, he can fill the time, you know. Uh he was amusing and I th- I always thought this would be like a good ma- like mashup of of people, but you know, he easily could have been in there with somebody else too. Uh, they could have had maybe more yeah. different energy around him as well. Well, it's cool that, to hear that they've been friends a long time, and um, and against again his story of coming up 
interesting, just a musician, figured out this loop pedal, which the Line 6, a lot of my friends use it and I'm a little familiar with it. Not, you know, none of them kind of do what he's doing and kind of mastered it and use it as an instrument, but a lot of friends of mine just use it in their, their rigs. But um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I think people love Reggie Watts maybe more than I, I've never like watched his specials or got into it. Tooch, tell me. I think that's precisely where I fall. I think people like Reggie Watts more than I do. Maybe he obviously he's a great guy. Um, fits in all that stuff, all the stuff, you know, uh, but it just, I don't know. I, I You're bored. Don't. You were bored. Maybe. I mean, detect- <laughs> the, the, putting the, words the, in your mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the tech did not help. Tech diffs did not help, and this, I think, was a case, Tim even said it, like, we're having so much fun. This was a Tom Sharpling case of, like, they're all having more fun in the room, and they're probably real comfortable and just having a very chill day, more so than us as an audience are enjoying it. Like, they're enjoying seeing each other as old friends and laughing and just having a very loose hang, whereas me as an audience member was just, like, a little, like, huh. Okay. A little underwhelmed. A little him. underwhelmed, and I think the expectation was heavy because it's like, oh, shit, Reggie Watts, this is going to be like a sound collage kind of crazy day with the drops going nuts and and all this stuff, and it kind of was a little bit low-key. Like, there's nothing super popping out of the whole episode that is like that was really funny. Could know. be wrong. Joe, check the old... Are there any highlights? What did they, what did they say was good? <laughs> What Phil Braun was uh, appearance was entertaining. Uh, I feel Phil like Braun was on because Phil Braun was on City game of the day night. Was pretty funny. Oh yeah, what did Phil do? Tell me. I think I I didn't think I did think it was funny. He had a uh, forever dog. Uh, he was ah. given money from from Mike, <laughs> yep uh, Phil. Yep Phil was funny. a highlight. And he he made the forever dog that it was <laughs> stuff the with dogs with some concrete. Uh, the quick drying concrete so that his dog would could just be yeah. around. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> very funny. That goes on a greatest Phil nominee, I think. Forever Dog, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's one of the funniest thing of the episode. He had the visuals to go along with it, which were just pictures of sleeping dogs under Christmas trees. But the fact that he said that, like, that's so brilliant <laughs> to just show pictures of sleeping dogs and then just saying that they're dead <laughs> is, like, kind of genius. <laughs> um yeah, because uh, then you look had, at the um, dog and you're imagining they're dead, and they're not. We had, had music news also, uh, a Frank Stallone update from Vic, which I found somewhat amusing as well, like that story. But it just went on a little bit too long, I guess. But the uh, the imitations, yeah, I thought the um, I thought the some of the impressions of how that story went down were kind of hit and miss within there. You know, like I felt like him and Reggie were like kind of bouncing these like impressions of the guys off of each other and they were looking for the right bit. I think Tim found it mostly. Tim had like the story kind of correct. But again, it was just a little it wasn't like a it wasn't a home run. It was a it was a ground rule double. Um <laughs> Do you remember Tucci didn't like it. Tucci just hated this episode, it seems like. Uh just, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about it. I, just, I want to talk about this. <laughs> he wants to get to night. fucking game night. Okay, Reggie Watts, we love you. 
Um, yeah, we love you. But we're, you're not. I don't think you're getting any Offie nominees. He'll okay? be. He'll. I'm trying to up. remember. He'll be listening the, to this for sure, and we love you. The the vapor vision ad. Oh yeah, the fart goggles. Because um, those were that was like one of my favorite things lately. Oh, too, Joe loved the fart goggles. I, I do it because called, called vapor the write up was funny. You know, like. Yeah, there's can... something about the bit the something about the biscuits or <laughs> I forget what the <laughs> where Tim went. Ugh, like Tim didn't the... like it because the the Ugh. word fart was used and he, he no, didn't but think I... that was as funny. But I thought gotta... it was really funny, and I'm always a sucker for for this sort of material. Yeah, fart this... jokes work for Joe, but I, I forget what he said. Air biscuits or turd biscuits or something. Um. That he just went ugh, and it was very, it was very in the middle of the read. Um, I love that. I love visualizing that a fart is great, though. I, I love a pair of glasses that make you like <laughs> spot where it comes from. You know, it's yeah, like it's not... Joe. Joe loves what was this one called? Do we know the actual name? It was called Vapor Vision, maybe. Uh, we sure about that? We don't. Um, I that's what it's written on the copy, but yeah, it might yeah. have it, been it, called it, something else. No, it, he's right. You're right. It's Vapor Vision fart detection, fart detection glasses. Vapor vision uh, fart detection <laughs> glasses. Okay, yeah. Um yeah, Tim's Tim's notes were don't use the word fart so much. Doug was like, fuck that. The word fart's perfect. I'm using it. So I like that Doug stuck to his guns and um good visuals with this one. Good like Yeah, it, good mind visuals. You know what I mean? Like your your mind did the work for you here. Totally. Yeah. I didn't um, need to see anything. Didn't I, need my to see mind anything. was doing all all yeah. the work. The read, and read up on that. a good read that was slash a, a disgusted read, which we like. So we're going on, it's going on the list, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. This is one of definitely. the better ones. One of the better okay. ones, I think. Um, especially if, if you talk about the ones that <clears throat> the other two uh, in this discussion that we're having, mm-hmm. Stroll and Williams' pants and Tickle Tempters, I think uh, Fart Vision. Fart Vision is the it best for me. one for you. I also yeah. like butt humor, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tickle Tempters was just kind of sneaky good. Like, it, it's yeah, not yeah. amazing. That's and, more of a visual one with, like, the, the picture is what sells the yes, joke on that correct. one. correct. Tickle Tempters alone doesn't do it, but the fart detection goggles but does also, do it. Also, the fart, the fart <laughs> vapor vision um, good, imagery good. is ridiculous as well. So Yes, good. and he made a new-sounding, uh, longer uh, jingle. Yes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember the jingle part. Well, but... I, mean, I can't remember the jingle, but I remember it being different. I remember he must have taken that note to heart and been like, fuck you, Tim. I'm going to make a totally different sounding jingle rather than that same kind of electro pop one that he did before. Mm-hmm. On this show, as a transitional element to this show of Reggie Watts, uh, somebody called in to say... Hey, I was my wife was the one on game night last week who uh had all the square pusher you know, and I'm the one that had all the square pusher records and Tim, I want this is my beef with you. I want you to talk about that, you know, apologize for that. that acknowledge talk about that square pusher. And Tim apologized about his hate, you know, his immediate uh of square pusher. But Matt and Tim were very fast to be hard on square pusher. I think Matt said, push these squares right out of my ears or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug, obviously, you know, could have guessed that he likes square pusher. Makes perfect sense. 
I feel like he is the square pusher of video editing to some extent. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. He's like that. He's like completely that style. So that's, that's, he gets it. He gets it. There's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he gets it and he knows what it takes to chop stuff up like that. And he is a master chopper the same way square pusher is. So yeah, let's transition to game night. I think the main thrust of game night, as we all said, is they discovered this record game, which I think is a good game. Um, before I forget, let me just say that they could take this game to other levels with movies and books and other things, other people's collections, right? Let's just for a second play because maybe records got a little, I don't want to say boring, but you could say if you called somebody and they had a big fucking Blu-ray collection or DVDs or something or a bookshelf or whatever, you could maybe try to figure out people's personalities the same way, which I think is the whole point, right? You kind of just look at somebody and you, you say, what do you got there? Okay. And then you guess one, you kind of track it down. Um, right. I think it's yeah. an interesting look at what it ends up being is an interesting look at the type of people that watch this show and how similar they are <laughs> and how almost everybody that watches the show has a big collection of David Bowie records. Um, and it's, you know, it becomes like a... David Bowie. It becomes something, right? It, 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 it's, it's sort of like... And it, but it was it was fun to watch. Um, and, you know, you, the thing that makes it interesting is that you're at home guessing yourself, right? You're like, no, yeah. say this, you know. Um, and, you know, no, he wouldn't have that. Like those like when he guessed Animal Collective... I, I don't know if it was you, a great pull. It was a great pull. Yep. But then the guesses after that were like shit. He guessed like Sonic Youth or something after that. I was like, Doug, you've you've you know, you had it with Animal Collective. You gotta go down this, you know, there's other paths here. I thought Arcade Fire was a good guess there, but um Yeah, if it were me guessing I if I start with Animal Collective, I'm immediately going to Square Pusher because that's what I have in my collection. I have yeah, you would have, you're collective. saying you would have immediately went to Square Pusher? I might have gone there sooner. That's like, that's crazy. Well, is a tough because one. Tough I can one. make the correlation between those two acts of just like, you know, out there stuff. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other I mean, related. You, I mean, band. you gotta go. You gotta go. Panda Bear, of course, right? But sure, he, only has, yeah. well, he only has two, three, uh, three albums. But I'm trying to think of like more connected to Animal Collective, like right. I in think that he's time. got like four albums. You could yeah. go Avery Tear even. Avery Tear, Avery Tear, Grizzly Bear. Come on. Yeah, Grizzly Bear. You could Come probably on. go. They don't have that many albums. Who knows? Animal Sound. Yeah, I understand what they were trying to do is pick things that have lots of albums, you know. But maybe yeah, I didn't know, really know. I, I thought only I didn't know Animal Collective had that many albums. That's crazy. What are they? they how many? Seven, eight. They it's have like a lot of like EPs albums. and yeah. Things, yeah, um, yeah but, I think uh, got some some rarities on there. There's Just, definitely like ten albums. I think generally like generally speaking, it was great to see the record game level up. I thought this was a great you know evolution well they found something to do with it rather than just like Uh, put your hand behind and pick a record and we'll like look at it and laugh this was like how how did it game changer game changer did did it actually did it just start like you know no a guy had an idea oh okay it was a zoomer yeah i'm trying to think of which one it was zoomer zoomer came up with the must have been early early in the beginning in the beginning yeah it was it was towards the beginning oh i mean once they hit it i think it was an australian guy i can't remember but once they hit it it was like all right this is what we're doing now yeah, Although totally. I did also enjoy the the snake oil game was fun for a little while. I mean, it was eh, 
not amazing, but it was uh, it was a concept. I don't know if it really worked as anything. I think that them discover. Again. I think them discovering and then playing that other game was very good. And like I said, I was thinking, I was like, oh man, you could do it this. It brought with, the zoomers into it for sure. And you could do this with suddenly, other other types of media, you know. Like it, it was suddenly like, should I go on there? <laughs> I think I actually have a database. I could just like pull up the exact, you know. Uh, specs of all the numbers of all the well, I think, albums immediately i think it's um, cool to, to that i think part of the game is pulling them out and sh showing a big it stack is so the, um but it anyway, is but yeah. i was listening to it a lot and i was like this game would also work if it's just like it's almost like how many records should i have or like how much do i like this artist because sometimes you're like somebody guesses uh you know um you can kind of like it almost like it, it assigns of like a number for what you're how much you like that artist right and that's kind of what we're figuring yeah. out if, like i think i feel like the lou reed one was a strange one for uh what's her face um who called in she's like oh. what are you doing with eight lou reed records like it's just kind of was like it seemed like she didn't even know she would have had that many or something so there's a, there's a part of the game where it's like Ra if you Raina, just like give a rating from, yeah reina if you give yeah, if you just yeah. somebody a says they ask me pink floyd Okay, say it's me, but I don't have my records behind me. I'm saying, if you guess Pink Floyd, you're hitting the mothership for me. Yeah. Because right? I, I think I have every Pink Floyd album. Do you think... But uh, are they behind me right now? No, but you'd have to get there somehow to guess that for me. Yeah, I think that's all part of it. That's all... Yeah, I, the other thing is, like, should there be... I mean, this is maybe this is overthinking it, but should there be, you know basic rules or it's like no no Beatles no Bowie because that's oh. going to be the first two picks of every single person. well I mean listen if there was this. a couple Beatles fails like Raina had a Beatles fucking uh, box set you know a CD box set so it didn't count so this is kind of the interesting thing that I'm talking about where it's like I, I don't know I'm almost interested in the game as like just with this giving the zoomers something to do almost assigning an amount of points per band. Like if, if you called me up and said Beatles for me and I had to assign a number based on how much I like it, let's just say 10 points is a band that I like in the, in the top tier Beatles for me would be more in like the three point range, right? For yeah. me. And yeah. I could say, yeah, I got three. I don't have fucking 12 Beatles records. I don't love the Beatles. I, I like them a lot, but I could give him a three. There's so many other things that I would assign more, but um, a record collector like Joe, for instance, might have every Beatles record, right? Yeah, I don't have every everyone. I don't have the first. You'd two, be a problem with this game because you have almost everything from everybody. I I have I mean, all the genres covered. Like. Of like many, every, I'm a completist. I have like every uh, fucking album by every person. So it's oh, wait, oh, wait, how not many, a good uh, game for me. How many do you have? I have thousands. Well, it does. It just doesn't like it doesn't represent you. You know what I mean? Because you just like if you say like, oh yeah, the Stones, and you like got all the Stones. Right? It doesn't mean you. I love don't have the all the Stones, but I have like all the Elton John. I have like all the Billy Joel. But do I love Billy Joel? Like, does it describe who I am? That's why it's a flaw for me because yeah, I also yeah. like tons of other stuff. I just well, that's like why I'm saying of, like if you had yeah, to assign a point number to Elton John or Billy Joel, it <clears> wouldn't be the amount of records you have. It would be like a lower number. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. just like lots of different genres of music, and they're sort of like, well, we've figured out this person because they have Animal Collective 
but they also can't have the Beatles. Like it, it's sort of like a flawed guessing situation because no, you're allowed to like more than one genre of music. No, and, no, it, it's no, no, no. I think that's what makes it kind of fascinating is that it is so, you know, kind of like there is an element of like, oh yeah, everybody has these Prince records. Everybody has these same, if you're like a human American man that started a record collection, you likely have these certain records. Um, yeah, I would say you'd get more points if you could guess the more obscure thing that you have more of, you know, like that would be the thing. To just guess the Beatles or David Bowie is kind of like weak. So I would say, yeah, like you would want to maybe give more points for an Animal Collective guess than do you have David Bowie albums, you know? You could do something where David Bowie and Beatles are worth half points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like if you're like thing, a huge, yeah. if you're a certain but, success of artist that like a certain amount of people that always have those records, you get half points. I don't know. I, now that I think about it, I think maybe it's just kind of taking some of the fun out of away it. from the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, maybe it's kind of just like listen, the If game, they never the, play the, this game again, I don't give a shit. It was fun yeah, for game yeah. night. I think you're right. I think it was fun. Yeah. It, it was good to see it, it actually become something that they could used to keep score or they could keep score well it just gave oh. the zoomers something to do it just it just had it just had you guessing oh, and, and me as me as a, me as somebody that's like looking at all these weird zoomers all the time i am yeah. curious what type of people there are and i do sort of feel like i just by looking at them can sort of maybe guess what would be in their record collection which is a weird thing to think about right yeah 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 i i um also just like the fact that they were able to keep score so well this episode, I thought it was really good. They had that little scoreboard. I don't know if you guys saw it, but of course, yeah, yeah, um, it was great. I think that was good. Like I think kind of like uh, taking it a little bit more seriously. Since they were drinking since, too. Like, Doug, Doug, and Tim certainly take it seriously, so you might as well kind of keep score. Um, well, I thought that was really good. Yeah, the the record upgrade, the fact that they kept score and Katie, those three things. Okay, let's which, just what, get to the Katie call. To finish out this episode, well, we'll get to the Katie this, this call. Is, we're, we're going on long. I, I bailed. I, I didn't finish the whole. I didn't listen it, to the whole thing, but I would this, say like the thing that bummed me out was Tim ragging on Square Pusher just because. And I know I shouldn't care, and he says all the time, "You can like care. what you like and whatever the fuck." But you know, you, you just want the people you respect to like the things you like, and it's it is sort of a a bummer when he's rushing to judgments. And uh, oh, I mean, know, is it I, surprising at all? No, it's not, but I was just He's like, fucking ah, square. Sucks. His music taste is so square. I mean, come on. Yeah, I I expected as much, but so that's and Doug loved it. it so I mean, that, that's I was, but Doug loved it. So I don't know music why music taste you know. so so square pusher. Come on, so square pusher. It's all right. He, he's just my favorite. So there you go. There I had go. to say it. Okay, Joe loves square pusher. Well, he left the he left the episode and missed the most awkward, strange, cringy call oh, of all time yeah. by this girl Katie. Who called in to tell a story about how she knew? Actually, she said she had a game, and then she went on and said she knew Tim and met him. I actually listened ago. to the beginning of that, but I had to shut it off because I was in the middle of something. But I listened <laughs> to some of that today. Well, if you want to go hurt yourself and listen to the whole call, uh, we never get the end of the story. We never get it. We go on and on and talk. We analyze the story and how the story wasn't told well. And Tim just wants this girl off, but then it's at some points he's like, "No, no, actually, let's let's keep her on and let's hear what she has to say." Uh, I, I heard the mattress squeaking. I, I didn't know. It had yeah, the mat, every, yeah. every emotion. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just was beautiful. So, it was just like a 
it's, oh, it, it is exactly God. what I love. Like fuck. Yeah, Gosh, I mean, it was late in the show. She had clearly been drinking. I mean, everyone's drinking, but like you know, the fact that she didn't call in until like you know two over two hours into the game night um that made it even better um yeah she she gave him tim a thumbs down tim got pissed at one point uh doug and vic because they kept doing drops and he shut their laptops he like he he actually shut he always said he always tells him like to knock it off you know sometimes Mm -hmm. when he's actually trying to pay attention but that, that was probably the that was the most aggressive I've ever seen him where he actually closed their MacBooks. Um, that was I amazing. That. I, I didn't see him, I loved I didn't see that. him physically do that, but I oh, guess. it's so good. It had everything. That was, that was when Tim was actually like really interested. Then there was a certain, something clicked where Tim, Tim was like, yeah, he remembered I I her. I think Yeah, I know, maybe you remembered her either talking to her before or I don't know. That, well, was, Matt, that was also strange. Matt flushed it because he was like, Oh Yeah. We've, we've, we've already told us about this. And I think that this girl called Matt and told him this whole story. And Matt was like, Oh yeah, this is just some like strange girl. That's like, wants to tell this boring story about how she met Tim a long time ago. And I don't yeah. know. I just, I'm dying to know if anything went on with the story, but well, she Matt, could not get it out. She just could not get it out. She could just tell the story. Like why oh, would but she it was kept... incredible. I could have listened for another hour of, of, of her just not getting it out. out. Yeah. <laughs> the circle. Okay. Put it for Offie for best caller. It was it's definitely gotta be, it's gotta be gotta be it's best call. So well now I have to go listen more to, to Yeah, the but you have to you also have to be like weird like me and like No no I understand that stuff. I understand. You know? I understand. Well, um was she Did, doing it on purpose was she doing a, a wine garden no 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 it no, was no, just no, a strange just... girl who maybe totally. had a couple of glasses of wine and like just didn't she didn't want to give up anybody else in the world would have just been like all right let me go but she like played it real slow and was like okay if you don't want to hear the story like i had this really <laughs> good story and she and he's like you know we gave you a chance to tell the story you just you just you know we it's just uncomfortable and this just like you know the way you went about it we're all feeling weird about it and then she started attacking him and saying like you know i'm just a woman you know she like yeah. went there with it and it was like oh man yeah like, yeah oh it was so like good oh, yeah, yeah, was at one wild, point the wild doug stuff. and vic were playing like the squeaking sounds and then at the uh-huh. end of the call that then then they were on they got grounded and they couldn't do drops for a bit until yeah. tim realized he wanted to move on so they, they get back on the laptops at the end of the call they were playing <laughs> They're playing "You Are Not the Father" drops from the Maury Povich show. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I couldn't breathe. That was the the hardest I laughed in, in months at office hours. Um, there, they were all laughing at it. That that definitely that had like compounded the the comedy, and um, <laughs> it was just it was so good. It was my favorite thing um, in a long, long time. favorite favorite uh, get, Zoomer. Uh, content in a long, long time. I'm looking at the office list of Zoomers, and there's we have a huge gap. I mean, there isn't really anything. Um, well, because the Zoomers all are trash, so definitely yeah. throw her up there. Um, we <laughs> have mean, to start. Uh, yeah, we have to start tracking those a little more. Um, yeah, duck I mean, can we can go on there, right? Duck can go on there. Yeah, well, we'll you know, we'll dive. He's back got his own Twitch channel. I guess, Phil, right? Phil had a funny yeah. call in on Game Night too. But, Phil uh, calling in, I love that. Phil's done that before. He calls in. It's dark. He's like, "Can we just can we end the stream? Can we all yeah, go to bed?" I love that bit. That's so good. And him trying to get the um, tickets to Father John Misty. That was him all trying to get funny. the tickets. Yeah, yeah, they they wanted to, they wanted him to pan the the camera. Yeah, <laughs> who do you got next? next? Yeah. 
That was good. So oh, the end, the end so of good. game night was fun. They were drinking tequila soda, which I thought was fun. Um, what well, what is it about ga- like game night? Just because it's so organic, is that like because it's loose and there's it no good? pressure? It's like when you're playing tennis or you're playing a sport or something, and there's no pressure. You like tend to hit the ball better. I mean, but just also, like, when Tim says office hours, it's a call and show, right? It's it it isn't, but he, that's what he says anyway. Um, the main show is structured with calls, but game night is like only calls. But why do I like that? Because there's a there's a focus. Like we're gonna play games, and uh, we're gonna drink and like eat and have less pressure. And like he gives the people on the calls like time to try to do stuff, and it just. It all has to do with like not being an open-ended thing where it's like, it's games. We're going to play games. So somebody call in with a game as the audience, you're like either interested in the game or not, but you have like an opinion rather than just like, this is boring. This guy calling saying, I'm a fan of your show. And I really like this guest you have is just not terribly interesting. As soon as you give the callers focus, it ends up to be better. Even when he, they did the, uh, American wit idol, you know, or whatever, or whatever that Pun. calls. American Maripon Idol. Maripon Idol. Wit Idol. American Wit Idol. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Zoomer this week with good puns that Whitmer they Thomas. liked and gave shirts to, right? So yeah, was yeah. there was there was some yeah. Puns. I mean, we'll, we'll, and we'll have to get we'll have to you know give credit to the Zoomer that created the 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 record game or whatever suggested that this new record game certainly deserves some type of mention. Yeah, honorable uh, in the future. So yeah, I don't know if if. Just the, the call, the KD call was amazing, and I'm gonna listen yeah. to it tonight probably. All right, you're gonna watch and do it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on in the old AirPods and fall asleep to it. It's just a great, it's like a song that KD call. You like Joe, check noise? it out. Huh? I gotta KD go. Call. This went on too long. I have to go. And we're wrapping it up. Check out. I wasn't even gonna be here. What? I wasn't even gonna be here. I know you weren't even supposed to be here today. Oh, well, uh, this gives me more confidence for the future. If I can just great. The baby, you, it's good. Just put the baby under your chest. I don't want to hear your bullshit anymore. I'm going to watch the baby. Just put him in your shirt. Her. Put her in there. She'll fall asleep. It's perfect. She did. All right. See you next Monday, guys. We're going to be back on track here. See you I do Monday. have to go. Um, Every Monday night. Every Monday evening at 530. We're going to record, so you'll get it at about 6. Seven, every month we'll be back. No, every month, we're monthly. No, we, we can no, we can do this every Monday. Yeah, we'll see about that. Okay, right. maybe let's see. I can't. I can't. I can't commit every Monday. Got shit going on. Um, all right, josephallenart.com, Joseph Allen Art on Instagram. Check out his sweet paintings. T- MikeTucci.com for graphic pictures of dead animals. Kidding. It's graphic design, everybody. He does graphic design, font work, and, uh, you know, colors, colors, stuff like that. So check that out. And uh, go to, I don't know, what's today? Go to threepointsproductions.com for some of my new film work. Uh, and uh, we'll see you real soon. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.